Hello, and welcome back to LHP. And it is that special time of year uh, where Eric and I uh, go into a movie theater together. Um, this is the only time we ever see each other. Um, <laughs> that was a complete lie. Uh, <laughs> I would love to do that if we if we could. But uh, uh, no, um, we're, we're discussing our top ten lists. Um, honestly, I don't know about you, Eric. My favorite episodes to do. I don't know why. Um, I mean, so, it's yeah. always fun to just like get into all those movies we've been keeping to talk about until now. I feel like mm -hmm. that's part of it. And also, yes. I don't know. It's it's like we. I mean, we've both been binging movies for a couple of weeks now, and it's like okay, now mm -hmm. I know my favorites are the oscar nominations come out we can talk about how wrong or good they are at this like we can we've been thinking about how wrong or good they are at the same time um, mm. uh, but yeah i mean it's it's nice to think about how the past year was so good for movies um yeah. i feel like last year was my favorite in a couple of years i think a lot of uh like some of my favorite movies Favorite new movies I've seen in a few years came out last year. Um, I was thinking, I was looking back at my lists the last couple of years, and it's like a lot of movies I really like, but nothing I just loved, loved in the same way I did some stuff this year. Um, mm -hmm. But there's always good movies. That's right. that 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 that's the truth. But uh, I mean, I don't know. This year felt particularly good. Like even the Oscar nominations are better than usual. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was more impressed by them. Um, I mean, I guess we can, because uh, I'm I'm not interested in talking about them that much, but I think we can talk about them here. Um, there was a lot of attention for Everywhere All at Once and Banshees, which I assume we're going to talk about at length today. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, which is good. I, I was glad to see that. Um, I haven't seen that Andrea Riceboro movie, which is prompting an investigation. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, um, <laughs> that's just the weird story of this year. A lot of love for the acting in the Fablemans, I think. Which, because yes. I think this the part in that movie I like the least. Uh, Fair. Uh, in a, Fair in a way. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I love Hirsch. Hirsch in it. Judd, Judd Hirsch is. <laughs> we were talking about him. He's so yes. he's so good. So so uh, aside from Judd Hirsch and. Uh, our, our favorite man of all time, the one, the only David Lynch. Yes. Uh, aside from those two, any any judgment of that movie, whether it's the actors, the directing, editing, to me, what you're doing is you're giving an award basically to Steven Spielberg's life, um, and that's very demeaning and very reductive. <laughs> but like that's how I feel about it. It's like, oh, so you're awarding his life. You're awarding his mother for existing, basically. You're... I don't see it as much as like an award for the movie so much as like you're just giving the award to Steven um, in an extended way. Is that, am I wrong? <laughs> am I, well, I, I, I feel like I, the performance I like that one of the main ones I like the most is the kid actually. Yeah. I feel like mm -hmm. he's really good. I feel like the Michelle Williams performance I liked, I mean, it's fine for the movie. Same for Paul mm -hmm. Dono, but it's like, I don't, I, I don't feel like of, they're not as memorable as a lot of other performances from last mm -hmm. year. Um, and I don't think, I feel like Spielberg is so good at directing that he make them looks 
he just directs them into being a better version. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's like um, it's a movie I really liked, uh, but uh, I don't know. The performance is not the part I loved. Uh, speaking of movies that got a lot of nomination, have you seen Avatar? No, no. <laughs> um, right, I may, ne- I may never see Avatar. It's still in theaters here. It's still in the IMAX theater here, which I don't know how similar this is to the rest of the country or the world. IMAX theater and the Dolby theater at the theater I usually go to, they're usually given up within a week. Like the movie moves on to the other theaters and holds those and a new one comes in. Avatar has been in the Dolby and the IMAX for a straight month and a half. The Avengers Endgame uh, didn't get that treatment. Um, yeah. I mean, so <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> nothing really came out since like nothing that would go into IMAX. I feel like, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not the one who's going to see Megan in IMAX. I mean, I would see Megan in IMAX. I would have sure. seen it already if it was in IMAX. I, I mean, I feel like it, it's going to leave IMAX next week or whatever, whenever that Ant-Man movie comes out. Um, Absolutely. In a couple of weeks. But yeah, I'm supposed to see it this week. Uh, I mean, uh, Eric, I wanted to see Infinity Pool in IMAX. How dare oh. you take this from me? <laughs> <laughs> body horror on the big screen uh, nothing better i mean um, yeah yeah um well Cronenberg just out here doing his thing um <laughs> um that may be on our list next year though um we'll see i'll, I'll be very curious to see if it makes it there um Anyway, but, yeah, uh, let's let's get into our list. I mean, let's talk about movies. Uh, I yeah. feel like the the one thing we talked about is that if a movie is on the others list, we'll talk about it the sec <clears throat> when the second person mentions it, right? Uh, just for um, just just so we don't uh, blow our load early on movies uh, mm-hmm. we want to keep mm-hmm. for later. Uh, sorry for the metaphor. No, um, I, love it. I love it. I'm so into it. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's it. Do you want to start with your first movie? I mean, I don't know if this one's going to be a surprise, and I assume it's not on yours. Um, Robert Eggers stands unite. Um, <laughs> it's it's Northman time, baby. Um, <laughs> I mean, come on. Did you think that this wasn't going to be on my list? <laughs> um, but as usual with my list, as I'll explain, I usually go chronologically in the order in which I saw them. The Northmen, the first of these that's officially on my list that I saw this year. Um, I, I, I've thought about this movie like at least once a week <laughs> since it came out. Um, I, 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 yeah, it's just been like this reoccurring emblematic thing for this year for me um it's it's part of that march where uh, we got the same actor playing a young boy who sees his father die um because the same actor who played young amleth also played young bruce wayne good for him good, good, good job for him this is a strong career already um <laughs> um but yeah i'm just I, i'm endlessly in love with robert eggers and what he does i i I don't like that the movie didn't do incredibly well, but I just hope he, he continues making like these weird historical movies that are hyper accurate, yet he still like manages to capture the 
the the weird like mesh between spirituality and reality that exists during the periods in which he's depicting um and he does it so fucking well um and yeah it's just it's a it's a really good version of hamlet um on top of all that and then i really love all the performances in that movie i think that uh the 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 scars guard alex uh he i've never i've never like been unimpressed by him but this is this is one of those times where i'm like okay no he's really one of the better actors uh his work i'm sure his work in his own language is probably better so i'm judging it all on stuff where he doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> maybe quite as well um but he really i thought he really nailed it with this movie and yeah yeah just a fantastic fantastic movie uh, it's it's entirely my shit so i don't know do you yeah. have any thoughts on the northman i mean i um, i really like the northman it, it was on my long list it's just not yeah uh, I, I mean I just like other movies more, but I really, really liked when I see it. I mean, uh, you're talking about performances. I think the one that I that really hit for me was Nicole Kidman as yeah. um, as the mother that like just got stolen and basically accepted her new life, and that as soon as her son. Um, I mean, got stolen, we think, and then realize that, oh no, she set the whole thing up, and also she is ready to just, like, abandon her new life again for more power. Um, She, she, that scene with her and Skarsgård confronting, uh, that confrontation, uh, one of the most memorable scenes of the year. I I just, it just really hit for me. I love the mystical stuff, like Willem Willem Dafoe and Bjork, Yes, uh, <laughs> the Bjork visions, uh, the fight at the end on the volcano. There's just so much amazing stuff in there, and just the craft of it all. It's so well made. It's so, um, it's so beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It's 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 shot by uh, the the same guy that works with Eagers usually. So that shot the lighthouse and the witch. Um, not a lot of other work, but, uh, he, I guess he's, he shot a new, uh, M.I. Chalon movie, apparently. Uh, but I mean, yeah, no, it, it just looks incredible. I love this talent. I can't wait for photography me. stuff is so, yeah. so good. It's, we're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about night photography again later on, but this is a good year for night photography. Um, cause this, uh, it, it captures like again it, it keeps the actors performances in focus while setting the mood and the tone and that all that night stuff is really tense uh <laughs> as he's like setting up his revenge uh i'm getting excited about the movie thinking about it again um <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah i i like the last thing i'll say is like just can't wait for his next thing and I, I think he's <laughs> his uh nosferatu movie hope i think is supposed to be his next project uh, uh, I can't wait. I need it. I, I need it right now. I need it. But if he has to do another thing before then, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> I'm not going to. Not going to be sad about that. Um, yeah. Uh, what's uh? I guess we'll go to your next one because that's all I really yeah. needed today. Um, yeah. Um, my I have an order list like usual because I'm yes. not a coward. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. 
sure. my my number ten is uh, everything everywhere all at once. Uh, Funny enough, <laughs> because of the chronology, that lines yeah. up exactly <laughs> <laughs> with when I watched it in the year. So yeah, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, A perfect, perfect yeah. synchronization. Uh, um, a movie that I, I think. I think that was my favorite movie watching experience in a pack theater this year. Uh, yep. Just like, uh, just the the visual and absurdity and the laughs and the action. It's just, it feels like the best version of a modern blockbuster. Um, it, it like it has the emotional depth. It has. A lot of the stuff that it also has like a lot of the stuff that I feel I like less about m Marvel movies and stuff like that. Like it, it does have some of that, like uh, maybe dialogue and a little bit of the cheesiness there. But I think it works in its favor that it's just using the form to make something that's completely new and also something that feels like it has like amazing uh, emotional weight. Uh, in it, I mean, as someone that is a second generation immigrant, uh, that's uh, queer and that has a relationship with uh, more conservative parents, a lot of the stuff in there definitely hit uh, really strong for me. Um, mm. And uh, th like the the central the central relationship of the movie is the best part. The, the relationship between Stephanie Sue and Michelle Yeoh, she's incredible. Uh, the, um, I feel like I always read his name, but I can't, don't know how to pronounce it. Um, I've been hearing uh, Key. Key, yeah. Key is the, is the he, Yes, he's, he's fantastic. He's like, he just, he feels like an actor that's played in like hundreds. You, you know when you watch yeah. like a, a uh, like a action movie with a um, uh, usually a East Asian or Southeast Asian actor, which mm -hmm. has like uh, been in like hundreds of action movies. When you watch him, it, it feels like you're watching that. Like he yeah. has so much control of like uh, f so much physical control, and he can play off Michelle Yeoh, who's she's the master, right? She she's yeah. an incredible actress. Uh, she and she gives maybe like he maybe her best performance. Uh, uh, I I just love those three performance together, um, and the absurdity of it all. I, I just love a movie that leans full on in the absurdism, even to the point of like it's it's making like it's almost making fun of how ridiculous it is itself, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, it's still genuine it still uh embraces what it is uh in the end the final scene where she uses the power of niceness is like yeah. okay yeah you, you all these ridiculous things that happened throughout the movie uh let's let's like uh, synthesize on that and on the very uh very nice message of it all um yeah. I don't know. I really, I really like that movie. Um, how do, what do you think about it? I don't think I, we've talked about it much. Uh, we, felt like we were keeping it for now. 
if, if we did, it was like it was almost a year ago. That's, that's how long ago this movie came out. Um, um, yeah, the balance of tones is what I what I marvel at the most about the movie, like the way in which it's able to smoothly transition from like people intentionally getting dildo shaped trophies um, in places uh, <laughs> to like to um, that sequence of um, uh, Michelle Yeoh and Key. And it's the sort of in, in the mood for love sort of reference scene there. And they're like talking about what could have been um, like the way in which it's able to balance all that and just so smoothly go back and forth between some of the most ridiculous, humorous things that I have ever experienced on a screen to like these very deep emotional moments that are even that are like super universal. Like the whole like anything that is about what could have been. Um, I don't know why that just that that just awakened something in me. It really yes. like attacks some deep part of my core where it's like just these little what ifs and like who you could have been and how you would feel if you were in that timeline. And like, uh, and I go back to that moment of like, I would have loved to run a laundry shop with you. Um, like the poignance of that moment just uh, brings me back to the movie um, and what I loved about it. You know, and a lot of people talk about the rock scene and the rock scene is great, <laughs> but it's part yeah. of this larger sequence that is so deeply emotional. And I think I, I don't know if I told the story on the show, but like, I just have this memory of like the movie's over and I like look down the row of the theater that I'm in and I make eye contact with another person in the theater and the look that we exchange I broke down crying <laughs> just from like making eye contact with another person. Um, and they were very clearly touched as well. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it was just a very human moment, probably the most emotional movie experience I've had with everything on this list. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and not to spoil it, but the movie that I just watched before recording also uh, had a very emotional experience for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the most emotional I think I've been in a movie in a very long time. The most the movie has really deeply affected me that I can think of. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely. One of, it deserves to be on your list. If I did a ranked list, it would actually be, it would be like one or two. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I feel like, I feel like if I had rewatched it, uh, since the theater, maybe it would be higher. It's just a movie that sure. I... I don't know. I I feel like the 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 theater experience is the also is part of like the, the the one of the most memorable parts of it, but also it's just uh, I don't know. It it just I feel I I I it's a movie I've been thinking about rewatching for for a while, like since mm -hmm. since it came out. Um, so uh, maybe. If I made this list like in two weeks after watching it, it would be much higher. But for now, it's at ten, and it had to be on my list. Like there, there's yeah. no no way it wasn't going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. I, I understand completely. Also, Jamie Lee Curtis in the movie. <laughs> she fucking <laughs> she kills it. She absolutely kills it. I mean, and she she absolutely deserves to get a nomination for her role because I think it's it's a role that could be thankless in the hands of another performer. But I think. Again, it's the tonal 
difference and like the different versions of her character that she plays are so so interesting i really love the her and michelle yo on the hot dog planet and how that starts as a throwaway joke and it becomes something extremely poignant um and yeah and i i do have to share this one little funny moment that happened for me i was like half awake seeing that she was nominated and i for a split second thought did she get nominated for that halloween movie um <laughs> uh, which would be fucking hilarious it would be very that. funny but she did not get nominated for that Halloween movie. Um, thank goodness. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> but thinking about that is, oh, oh my goodness. Um, anyway, um, I guess do we go to my next one? Um, or um, I guess if, it, if this was your next one, I'll go to my next one, which might be yeah. also on your list. So uh, maybe we'll delay it. Uh, my next one is Star uh, at number nine. Did that end up on your list? Did not end up on my list, but like you said, on a longer list, it would yes. definitely be there. Um, um, yeah. I just watched our a couple of days ago. It was still playing in theaters, luckily, or it got a, a, re, a rerun in mm-hmm. theaters. Um, love the... I mean, it's it's such a... Like it's it's such a interesting portrait of a person, uh, and the the Kate Blanchett performance is incredible, and it feels like the movie is so built around that and around like the um, I don't know the uh, the its point of view changing about her, right? In some scenes, she's so dominant that the film is so respectful of her, kind of. And in other scenes, it's clearly it's clearly showing, like, how despicable a person she is and, like, uh, her using her power to, uh, I mean, using her power to sleep with, like, t- uh, teenager, young adults. Um, and the... <laughs> I mean, it's it's just such a well-made film. From the visually, it makes Berlin and the orchestra look incredible. The music, the sound, uh, her performance, um, the just the. But I think a lot of it is just the writing of it all, like the the script, her slow downfall up to the very very ending which is the most funny <laughs> most funny moment i've had in theaters this year i think and not a lot of people were like like people like tar is a dark like i don't know if you have thought of it this way if you hadn't mentioned how much of a dark comedy it is uh but tar is like pretty funny in that it's every time she does something good the movie is kind of making fun of her after it's like uh there's a lot of good moments but the finale of it all is so fucking funny (laughs) it's so good there there's a lot of stuff where it's like oh okay that (laughs) that hits differently and then after i had the once I discovered live on air, as he told me that he that the director was in Eyes Wide Shut, <laughs> a lot of the movies suddenly like clicked for me in a different way. I was like, oh well, like he's if not all of his movies are like this, this movie is like almost it's not a sequel to Eyes Wide Shut, but like he's doing a lot of the same things. He's clearly like referencing that movie in a lot of ways, and 
I can understand why you you would reference the, a, another movie made by a director who I assume was deeply influential on you, um, just based off the style of that movie. Um, and yeah, it's just <laughs> it's, it's interesting on those on that level. I agree with you that a lot of like the visuals are what stands out for me, and the the generalized the general tone of the movie really worked for me. Um, it felt like a lot of those like seventies weird psychological drama thrillers. Yes, uh, as well. yeah, it it does have a lot of that, and the the, the way she's being haunted throughout the movie, mm-hmm. and then has it's it's like the the movie managed to shift like it fe- it feels very consistent but it, it it jerks you a little bit like when she she's like playing the piano and she, there's just there's still this noise haunting her and then the neighbor knocks and then she has to lift that old naked woman uh on the chair with her completely absurd when she like goes underground and there's the, the dog and then she hits her head and she lies about her head it's it's a uh, it's uh, I love how the movie just shows someone that feels like you kind of know she's not just by the nature of the movie and like how it opens with that texting scene. You know she's not totally in control, but she believes she completely is and that nothing she can do can ever return against her. And that first scene of her going to the the, the class, the uh, Juilliard class, uh, and like schooling that that uh, that poor <laughs> that poor guy who's like uh, uh, the, the, a lot of the, it's it's funny because she's not like totally wrong in the way she talks about it, in, in like what she's saying and she's definitely talking with someone who is like a kid still developing their own brain uh, but the way she the way she does it is so like um it's so distasteful and so like you you're like uh it, it kind of puts you in the place of that student dealing with that teacher way more than in her place of her that and you kind of know that like okay she's in control of that class but is that a good thing that <laughs> is she using it in the right way um um the balance of yeah. power is so interesting in that movie um and the the way it uses it um uh, yeah, for it, good it, and bad the movie has like a it has an oddly level hand about her in places where you wouldn't expect it well at the same time like i'm sure a much smarter person than me could like talk about like i think the movie is saying a lot about specifically fascism i feel like that's there in the movie with the especially when they talk about conductors and their history and like the who was it the conductor before her or the one even before who was like straight up a fascist and never never uh disowned the nazis um like i feel like there's something there i'm just not I'm just not the person to synthesize all that into co- into a coherent thought, but I feel like there's something in there about that, and that's something that I find that really interesting in the movie, and like the line between, you know, power and I guess like power on different levels. Um, it, it's interesting that he chose a movie about a composer to do that with. Um, it's a it's an interesting way into talking about like 
a small version, I guess, of fascism or not even fascism, just like, again, the control and like the way that power can like shield people um, from their own wrongdoing, I guess. Um, it's just, yeah. A lot of interesting stuff in that movie that yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm smart enough to like <laughs> synth- synthesize it all into one 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 larger thought, but um yeah um hmm. I, I, as we discussed previously, I think I like that movie more now after hearing you talk about it. So, I mean, thank you. The the uh, the, the on the noseness of her concert at the end being for Monster Hunter. Yeah, <laughs> it's <is> like <laughs> it's like in a movie about about literally like I don't know. I mean, it's it's about cancel culture, but it's not really right. It's like no. it it uses. I mean, it uses it as uh, it's not. I mean, it's it's way more about balance of power. I feel like and about yeah. control than it is about like cancel culture as a thing. Uh, specifically, it's just a thing that happens at the end. Um, but well, yeah, the, that, the, the, the yeah, go ahead. Um, I thought I had a thought, but I, I guess, yeah, I um, uh, yeah, um, hmm. um, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I already brought up the Stanley Kubrick thing, like. I wonder how much that played into the character again. Like the the Kate Blanchett character is accused of doing some pretty awful things, and we've all I assume we've all seen the footage of Kubrick on the set of The Shining. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, hmm. Also, I like that the movie opens with uh, Snapchat. That was a great thing that I had to uh, months <laughs> later. I had to ask Hunter Davenport. Uh, Hunter, does Snapchat have a thing where you can see footage behind a chat? And he's like, yes, that's the thing. That's a Snapchat thing. I was like, okay, good to know. Good to know. I know what Snapchat looks like now. Um, <laughs> so that was fun. That was a fun little bit of information. Okay. Uh, it's it's like a fake Snapchat kind of. Anyway, okay, that's yeah. not really important. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a weird thing. It's not, not nothing like none of the technology looks real. It's like almost real. Or it's, or maybe it's a, a Android version of stuff that I don't know what it looks like. I um, mean, that checks. Out. I think she is holding like a some cheapo Android phone, from what I saw. So, yeah, um, I can go on to my next one unless you had more. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I mean, there's, there's so much there. It's just a lot of small yeah. details that I like. Like, I like that her daughter calls her. She has her daughter call her Lydia, uh, mm. and uh, her her wife. Or her partner is the mom, but she's Lydia, and she goes to see that girl, and she says, "I'm, uh, I'm her dad," uh, and uh, just tells her yeah. to leave her alone, or she'll get her. Uh, I mean, that stuff is pretty. All, all that stuff, that relationship is very interesting um, mm-hmm. throughout it all. Um, uh, but anyway, we can move on to your next pick. Um, it kind of segues nicely. My next pick, uh, which I don't know if you got around to, is Watcher, um, which is a, a kind of a thriller, uh, light horror movie, I would say, directed by Chloe Acuno, um, stars Michael Monroe, uh, Carl Guzman, and Bern Gorman. Um, 
And uh, I don't know if many people have seen this one, but it's it's about a, a woman who moves to, I want to say it's, I actually don't remember what country it is specifically. Um, I believe it's Serbia or Czech Republic. I want to, I want to be sure. I think it's that. from Romania uh, okay. from the Wikipedia uh, page. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, that makes, yes, uh, that, that checks out. Um, and she moves there with her husband, who uh, is a uh, natural born uh, from that country. Yeah, Bucharest. Uh, and it's about her, like, sort of not uh, sort of like uh, having a weird, a weird episode, I guess you could say. Um, she's sort of uh, she's sort of not adapting well to the city. Her husband is starting to get worried about her. People around her are starting to like be a little bit worried about her because she believes she is being uh, stalked by a man from uh, an apartment building across the street. Um, and people are just straight up telling her that that's not happening. <laughs> They're telling her that she's imagining it, that she's abusing him. Um, and yeah, it's just a it's a very compelling, interesting thriller. Um, it deals with a lot of you know a lot of themes that are relevant <laughs> right now. Um, you know, society and men specifically not believing women. Um, I thought the way that all of that stuff was handled was really, really interesting and really good. Um, and I thought Micah Monroe gave like a excellent s tier level performance uh in a movie that i don't know if many people have seen um but yeah i just i really dug this movie i really dug the setting um and i think it uh it uses a lot of those themes well the sense of like losslessness and or i don't even know if that's the right word but um the sense of just like not knowing where you are and the disconnection from where you are or from where you're from um it's just really well illustrated um and like the way in which she starts to lose connections with even her husband and like the breakdown of their communication is i thought it was really well represented um and yeah just yeah one of my one of my favorite movies of the year great horror movie for somebody who doesn't normally like horror or darker thrillers so yeah, yeah. It really. I, I haven't had the time to watch it just because I, I, I prioritize watching something that I had a subscription for when you told me about this movie. Uh, so I just uh, I I didn't watch, it, but it's 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 on my list. I'll get to it. Uh, I I did not realize by looking at her that it's the same actress as in uh, It Follows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is very she's she's great in It Follows, but. Also, like it follows is what eight years ago now. Um, yes. Yeah, so. I think being in being in Independence Day two kind of um, kind of resets your career. I think a little bit. Um, yeah, she's also in that um, a twenty four movie, Hot Summer Nights, with yeah. uh, with Timmy, with, um, with your boy. Um. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely. Uh, it's definitely high on my list for when I I get Shutter again or uh, mm. AMC Plus or whatever it's streaming on. Uh, <laughs> um, 
But if if that's all, I'll move on to my next one, which yeah, is sure. also a horror movie. Uh, my next pick, my number eight is Cronenberg's uh, Crime of the Future, Crimes of the Future, uh, mm. a movie that I did not expect to uh, like as much as I did. I, I think part of it is like us doing a lot of Cronenberg and like having his history in mind but also it's such an interesting modern movie about movies uh, about bodies i mean not movies but our bodies and like the way we change the way like uh body modification uh uh body modification to become like a uh, of, of body modification and body acceptance, like um, uh, a lot of the, a lot of it is. I mean, part of my like for it is in what you're seeing, right? It's like mm-hmm. uh, you're seeing uh, Lea do do Sergio and Vigo Mortensen remove his organs, uh, his extra organs. I mean, just that part is. Mm-hmm interesting enough itself but also like the whole world this movie builds and the politics of like body modification and people willing to accept it people willing to accept new people um uh i mean the cult for the uh the the kid and in the the ending of the movie with the uh, humans being able to eat plastic uh that whole that that whole like uh the whole politics of it all and the whole debate and the government agency that part plus the the spectacle of it all the spectacle of the uh um body modification as art and then and surgery as art like in <laughs> surgery is the new sex is the way uh the movie talks about itself um for me it's such a uh I, I don't know it's it's like i don't know why it maybe i i don't completely understand why it resonated so much with me but it really did and uh i feel like the the like at the same time as it's a horror movie it's such a erotic movie in the way it portrays all that like the all the surgeries feel like acts like erotic acts sexual acts uh more resident like uh vigo mortensen talks about like yeah i'm bad at sex that's why i do surgery this is my sex um the seduction of like Kristen Stewart and how she slowly gets into that world and gets gets seduced by the kind of the horror of it all and the newness of it all. Um, I don't know. It's it's a a movie that just like I kind of got on its wavelength and I just really. sank deep into i i really liked it um did you see crimes of the future no i haven't gotten around to it yet actually it's been it's one of those where it's like i think we discussed this when we did the Cronenberg episode he's he gets me in ways that i i have a hard time with so it might be a while for some reason somehow i think 
I find Brandon's work more approachable somehow. <laughs> I'm sure somebody could explain to me why I think that. Um, I I don't know. I I think it's just, there's something about like maybe Brandon's work is less passive. <laughs> I don't. I, I can't really explain it. <laughs> But his stuff, like, I'm able to, like, stomach it more. And I just knowing, like, the just knowing the key words and the <laughs> and the words that you would put in the tags for Crime of the Future, just everything that you just said, I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a minute before I get to this one. But I, I fully believe that it deserves to be on the top 10 list because Cronenberg continues to be one of the best filmmakers working today. So, yeah. Totally checks out that it would be on your list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely like a lot of. I mean, I I don't like. I don't feel maybe the most qualified to talk about this fully, but there's a lot of like. Um, um, how can I say like like a. Um, an an analogy for the feeling of, uh, bodies and like queerness and transness and like uh uh feeling uh like like the both the dysphoria of the body but also the acceptance of it and as a thing that can be uh modified and then can become a thing that's better uh there's there's something in there that I felt like really resonating me on top of like the movie itself. Um, uh, the performances, I mean, Vigo Mortensen, I haven't seen him in anything in a while. It feels like I didn't see Captain Fantastic or whatever, uh, but he's, he gives, <laughs> he gives an incredible performance and his chemistry at Bosley has to do and Kristen Stewart. Uh, so good. Just a, just a really great movie that, uh, I mean, it's Cronenberg's strength to make something uh, that it, it has like some of the the a lot of elements that he's done before, but uh, it feels like refined in a way that he is still making like his best work now. Um, uh, highly recommend, but when you're ready, I feel like. Yeah, I mean that's honestly our our synchronization is great because I feel like that movie leads perfectly into Men, um, which is, oof, if you haven't seen Men out there, people go, go watch Men. Watch Men. Don't look up anything about Men if you somehow don't know anything about it yet. Um, I I really dug this movie. It has this. It it um it harkens back to the kind of movie I've talked about a lot on here that we haven't talked about directly any of them but like the weird 70s psychedelic folk horror movies um which i absolutely adore and it feels like a modern version of that it's directed by alex garland and it feels like those movies mixed with his stuff and what makes his what makes his distinct style um and it's it's weird sci-fi mixed with a little bit of like uh, of like mythology stuff which of course i absolutely adore um and it just it's just this perfect like enmeshing of all these different ideas the the way that it all comes together thematically 
um, as things like grow and reveal themselves. Um, fantastic performance from really the two main actors, uh, Jesse Buckley and Rory Kinnear. Um, fucking, <laughs> I can't talk enough about them. Um, there's something about the way in which Rory Kinnear is, he's, he's playing all these different characters. Um, but he never, he manages to make all these different caricatures of this entity, um, feel distinct, but also make them feel like they are just like tentacles of the same thing. Um, and just the way in which he inhabits each one of them. And when you first see most of them, they come off almost as goofy at first, but he's able to like turn them with his performance into something horrifying in like a very basic, like nightmare way. Um, and just like, like in something that just like evokes like your deepest dreams of like moments that you have where you're like talking to a dream thing and you realize there's something weird here. There's something off here in the way that, AI art recently <laughs> has managed to capture rather well. Um, and there's just something about his performance that I absolutely love. And then contrast that with Jesse Buckley, who is, who is um, <laughs> handling herself remarkably well in this role. Um, there's never the feeling of, there's never an exorbitant feeling of what are you still doing here? <laughs> Why haven't you left already? Um, because there's like this weird seductive quality to the setting of men, which is like this, you know, English countryside backwoods uh, area. Um, and like the way in which she feels charmed by it and like lulled into staying there, like it, it's, the way that the character is established, you believe that she would stay there. It's just, uh, it, it's, I, I really love it, man. Very good movie. Very good folk horror movie. Um, be prepared for the ending sequence, which gets into some kind of Cronenbergian stuff there. Um, but it's, um, it's worth it. <laughs> Cause I think the way in which it illustrates the themes of the film, um, it's just excellent. Uh, an excellent way to cap off that movie. Um, yeah, men absolutely, absolutely deserves to be in, in my top 10. Did you get around to seeing this by the way? Yes, um, I, I did watch. Yes. Th that's what yes. I watched, uh, instead of watcher. Yes. Um, the ending of it is, yes. is something it's like, I did not expect the movie to become that. Um, I feel I think the thing I like the most is that it's a movie that's completely unsubtle about what it is about, right? It's yes. like, it's like, so much of it is. I mean, it's a movie that's just about misogyny, and it's like mm -hmm. every character in this movie is misogynist in a different way until they start to literally like try to kill her, uh, mm -hmm. kind of more or less. <laughs> yep. it's unclear what's happening there uh, but I don't know I, 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 I did like it I really like uh, the the performances I mean I love Jessie Buckley like her um, is that 
I, 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 that's her name, right? I'm not. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, right. yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about her a couple of years ago, and uh, um, I'm um, thinking of ending things. Yes. Where she was really uh, incredible, um, and in this, she just she she just gives a really great performance. Uh, I I I like that movie. I I don't think I loved it as much as you. I think I like mm-hmm. both of the other Alex Garland movies more. Sure. Um, just they hit like spots goes up to home, but the finale of it all really, mm-hmm. r- really hits well. It's like fin- it's the, like you feel finale, like you know, you know what's going like it's it's pretty yeah. clear what's going on until it just goes full body horror, uh, <laughs> and it's pretty that, good. That finale in a theater, my goodness, the silence. <laughs> The silence. I, I the the. I think I I think one person walked out. I don't I don't remember. Um. Yeah. Um. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Also, I really liked like like you said. It is like the there's some very like I think the misogyny stuff is like the base level sim- symbolism, but like there's some there's some deeper symbolism stuff going on that I all that I think is like it's like the next level down. It's like the you know in Inception terms, it's the next dream level. Um, like the you know the stuff about you know when you see the spore like growing inside the deer's eyeball hole. Um, uh, like all that stuff, uh, and like the sort of, you know, framing nature as a woman and men as human beings and like all that stuff. I, yeah, there's like an ecological part of it, which is an essential aspect of folk horror, but I think the way in which it was done was, was extremely good. And then the, using the, um, the symbolism of the green man, um, I, I rather I rather enjoyed that aspect of it. Um so yeah. Yeah. Um but I, I I totally understand for some people it's not it's not as much their cup of tea as this was very much a movie directly made for me. <laughs> so yes. Um fair enough. Uh uh the, yeah, the funniest I, the funniest review of this movie is I think on Letterboxd and it's like uh really scary to think that British people could be real. Um <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> true, true. Um, uh, we can go to your next one if you want. Um, uh, to quote, uh, that was so scary. I'm glad British people aren't real. <laughs> God damn. I mean, uh, yes. But I mean, my next pick goes kind of into it. Uh, I feel like it's gonna maybe be on this. My next pick was uh, uh, my number seven is Banshees of Inisherin. Um, Me. Uh, mine's a, that's actually later on mine, but if you don't, but we can talk about it now, unless you would rather talk about it later. We can wait. Uh, I, I feel like I, I'm good with waiting on this one. Uh, okay. I, uh, we can wait until it's it it, it gets yours. Uh, so uh, do you do you want to go with your next pick? Yeah, sure. Um, my next pick is Nope. Um, I I really really love this movie. Um, it, I think that. Jordan Peele, um, something about the way in which this movie captures a different era of filmmaking for me, but it also feels extremely modern. Um, so the, just the way in which that's all done is, is exciting for me. Um, I, 
I love the themes of this movie. I love that it's the kind of movie where there are people who are like, I don't understand an entire plot aspect. Um, but I, I also, I appreciate that. Like it's one of the few times where I'm like, I don't mind having the conversation with somebody about, or like explaining that. Like, I feel like it's a good thing that I get to like have uh, a discussion with people about what that, what a certain section of the movie means. I, I think the movie is really good at like maintaining this this both um extremely exhilarating and as as the directors have talked about it have talked about at length like the sense of um the sense of scope and the size uh while telling a story that is about abuse and about um yeah like it's about like taking advantage of everything that is around you just to fulfill your own goals like it's like the way in which all these themes come together and like yeah uh, it's just uh, (laughs) i love it and then it's also just an extremely exhilarating movie at parts and it 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 manages to be a perfect uh, exercise in like tension and yeah yeah and just some of the best night photography again as i as i was sort of alluding to earlier um these sequences that just feel so um they it feels the way that i feel at when in low light at at nighttime like it, it captures this feeling of being out there and this like discomfort that i i've had um and yeah it's just yeah uh, and then also, it, of course, it plays into a lot of my uh, uh, personal feelings <laughs> and uh, thoughts about uh, the, uh, the the odd and the paranormal and the weird um, in ways that um, I, I always forget about when I go into a Jordan Peele movie. I never expect to uh, see so many weird, deep, occult references and uh concepts in a mainstream horror movie um that he just ladles on um just yeah yeah just mm, mm. another movie made specifically for me i think and then everybody else had their own time with it um i assume you saw no but i don't did it make it onto your list um uh, no i mean it it's it was on the longer list. I really like yes. Nope. Nope was maybe sadly one of the worst theaters experience I've had this year. Mm. Um, just because so I saw like a eleven or ten thirty p.m. screening on a like random Wednesday a few weeks after it had come out when my brother mm. and my brother hated it. <laughs> and oh, no. I, I mean. It, he has very specific tastes in movies, and I'm like, I mean, I don't think he hated it, but he he just he it was he hates corny movies. I feel like that's his uh, that's the way he describes it, and he thought it was a uh, in the the ending of it all was like didn't really hit for him. I really liked it. I really like this movie. I like how um, it's so it's entirely like about. Uh, like Hollywood, I mean exploitation, yeah. like exploitation yeah. of like tragedy, exploitation of uh, like uh, I mean black people, exploitation of 
like that Hollywood does with its star. I mean, there's a direct link in uh, the Steven Yeun character and mm-hmm. uh, the quiet character, the and the quiet the actor from Everything Ever All at Once. Yes. Like, uh, mm-hmm. th- it's in the in the same year a movie where the guy returns and has like a is celebrated by the industry. And the move this movie kind of shows the other side of it right with with the, that yeah. uh that poor actor that like just uh survives his ptsd by uh using like like the only he has so much ptsd and the only thing that keeps him uh and he's forced to relive again and again the memory of it all just to make a little bit of money um, well and the only the only way he can explain it to people is not to explain it to people. It's to recite a sketch about yes. his experience. He doesn't talk about it directly. He tells yeah. people about somebody else recreating it, which is just, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot, like, Stephen Yoon isn't in a lot of the movie, but the parts that he's in, he he captures this sense of, like, disconnection from who you are that I think is, like, beautiful and tragic <laughs> in a movie about uh, about a about a, a cloud alien. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really well done. Um, and then all just the entire, like, Gordy stuff, I think, is so heartbreaking. Yes. Yeah, uh, it's so dark, so... Fact of the way it opens up on that is, it, it, I mean, it's the most <laughs> one of the most shocking scenes I've ever seen in a theater. Like, and yeah. and the way the movie shifts in tone after that, where it becomes kind of this like Spielbergian like action, mm-hmm. uh, action adventure film uh, yeah. with a little bit of horror in there. It's 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 so interesting for. Uh, to, to see like Peel's evolution and the, the types of movie he's made. Like like us yeah. really feels like a Shyamalan movie and this really mm-hmm. feels like a Spielberg movie. And it's it and the the height of their era. Like the the when they were making like both making like super successful blockbusters. Those movies kind of echo a lot of that while using teams that feel so specific to like Peel's own history and understanding of Hollywood and I mean of just the world as a black man uh it's yeah. it's a um it, it's a, it's such a it's such a great movie uh I I really agree uh, another one I want to rewatch and I feel like I would probably have it way higher on rewatch <laughs> but the, again the theater experience is like you know when you go see a movie with someone and you really like it and you're like you yeah. want to talk about it after and they don't and you're like okay we're not going to talk about this movie just not into it. yeah yeah I've been there <laughs> and it's fine like I I I know it's it's like it's just uh it's just very funny me and my brother rarely go see movies together and this is one we chose and it's just <laughs> It was just one of those nights. Um, uh, I wish I'd seen, you know, like I'd see, like I, I've seen uh, Get Out and Us, like uh, the Tuesday after opening, like the five, the half price day, just after the Friday opening, with a packed crowd and people oh, being really, really into it. That's that's how I saw uh, both Get Out and Us, and those were amazing experiences. So. Right. Um, yeah. I, I know what I'm doing next time a, a Jordan Peele movie comes out. I'm not making this mistake again. Yeah. 
yeah, that, that that is the one thing I do like. I, I managed to see Nope in a IMAX, but it wasn't a super crowded theater, um, which is something I wish I had gotten to do. But I I think I watched it like the last week it was there, so that was a um, sad day. Um, yeah, that's a yeah. I, I think that's a, that's a, that's what I had on that. So um, yeah, do we want to go on to your next one? Yes. Uh, uh, my next pick is my number six is uh, we're all going to the World's Fair. Mm. Um, a movie that just really that just just really hit me in a in a really interesting way. A movie that while I was watching, I was like pretty unsure about the whole experience, and then kind of mm. when it reveals itself and when you're when i really got an understanding of what's going on kind of uh um redefined itself to me in a way that uh in something that i ended up really loving i mean it's a uh it's it's uh so it's about this girl who kind of uh, uh starts playing this online game um where she where it's like a it's it's like an AR game where people post videos on YouTube about their supernatural experiences uh mm-hmm. playing this like uh, that uh doing like a challenge like a, a horror yeah. challenge and uh I mean the first thing is the performances of it all of like playing a young girl playing a character living through these experiments, like not, not these experiments, these, these yeah. fake experience. And the movie pushes you in a way that you're like, okay, what is happening there? And then she, and she's talking to this guy uh, who's like kind of the expert on the whole spooky thing. Uh, and then the movie shifts at some point and you realize that's just a sad guy that just finds like finds whatever meaning in his life in this game like pretty rich guy with a family like with a huge house and then you shift again to this girl who is a teenager who's kind of feels very alone uh doesn't feel like she has a big support system you kind of hear her dad uh or whoever whatever adult she lives with at some point in the background. And yeah. you kind of understand that the people, the young people that get into stuff like that are people that are very kind of isolated. tend to be yeah. yeah isolated alone. And which, which makes when she goes outside, she's filming everything and it's all like, uh, uh, there's like this new year's party that's filmed like a alien invasion movie. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and it's like the way she sees the world and, and, and then you get, you get the, when you get the, you've seen this movie, right? Yes, I have. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, for, for me, the thing that's really, uh, that I really loved, uh, is, uh, at the end is like when they have the the um the guy that she's talking to has this moment where she's he's like uh are are you like are you actually okay? can we talk out of the game and are you actually okay uh are you are you really like 
are you really gonna kill yourself like the character in the game and she's like what the fuck are you talking about it's just a game and then she shut up you pedophile and she hangs up and she never talks to him again and then you have this epilogue scene one year later where he kind of event invents this story about like beating her again and having this beautiful moment where she he kind of saved her uh and it's so sad it's like mm-hmm. the saddest the saddest thing in the movie is that, that fucking like guy's life where he has to make up these scenarios in his life to just uh to 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 just make himself feel better about this thing he kind of ruined and the impact he had on this younger's life young uh i mean yeah young mm-hmm. young girl's life i mean the 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 way the, the the loneliness of both of these characters and like the connection through the internet is something that i don't know i, I mean feels so such of our generation um yeah. i mean <laughs> we became friends on the internet right we yeah. never have been yeah. doing this podcast without without just liking movies and meeting on a facebook group that uh, i'd like to imagine is dead um mm-hmm. I would hope so. Like a community, basically a community like that. And it's, it, I yeah. mean, for me, for me, all of that together really, really hit. And uh, again, her performance, she's, she's so good in this movie. Um, I mean, the, the director has talked a lot about uh, something that uh, in retrospect, I, I didn't see, but a lot of the movie is trying, uh, of her is trying to portray like a, uh, a feeling of gender dysphoria and um and uh, uh how like uh f- like um presenting a fake version of herself yes. online is her way of dealing with that and that's so clear in the movie and that's that's uh that's mm-hmm. that adds on top of what what it is it's it's a it's a really really great little film um really hit yeah. for me it um yeah i I um, I had an interesting experience with that movie. I I, I agree. Like everything you said is accurate. Like it, it, there's a lot of stuff that I think it does extremely well. I'm very curious about the next the next movie that that director comes out with. Um, and the but the, and the personal aspect of it and learning about all that afterwards, it made me, um, it, it sort of filled in a missing piece for me. But I think that what is absolutely true is like there's a level of discomfort that is um displayed in the movie that um actually we already brought it up uh, i'm thinking of ending things has a very similar level yeah. of just like rawness to the experiences that you're having with these characters both her and the uh and the older man um and like the amount of time that is spent unbreakingly just looking at this young person's face um like the the level of like discomfort and like um i don't even know how to describe it like just like oh okay why are like it's like when you don't break eye contact with somebody and it's just becomes extremely uncomfortable it's that thing um and the way in which i was able to connect with that and like focus in on the movie it really like unnerved me in places and that's like if if the movie is a horror movie it's a horror movie in that way the way in which it like makes you overemphasize with this person and like focus in and like almost exist in their mind as they're 
having these thoughts that are both they're not foreign but they're also they also feel like they're a million miles away if that makes sense yeah um uh and then i just think like it's weird that the movie is clearly it's from a perspective of a time that still exists but that time is like moved and it's like expanded like what you're seeing this kid do is like a large percentage of what tiktok is now <laughs> um and it's everywhere <laughs> like young kids like like making their own args and like there's like a fairy arg on tiktok and so on and so forth like it's it's exponential and it's all over the place in that world and it's weird like to see this like perfect encapsulation of that story and how life kind of like imitates art um but it's again it's like probably linking back to the same base experience that was just a little bit lesser uh when the story is supposed to be taking place um and i think the way in which it captures that is just extremely interesting and just the vibes of the movie i really enjoyed the vibes of it and like the the sort of the score is extremely extremely uh interesting yeah. so yeah yeah very good pick good pick I, I i understand completely why you picked it especially so yeah um Perfect. Um, uh, do Do you want me to go on to my next? Yeah, one? go ahead. Um, uh, this actually doesn't transition very well. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's fine. I don't know if it is on your list later. Um, RRR is is the next one on my list. Um, uh, it didn't end up making my list, but great okay. pick. <laughs> it's, I mean, come on. What, what what do you expect from me? Do you expect me not to put RRR on my list? Um, it's I I just again it's the thing I said with Northman. I'm still thinking about this movie. I'm <laughs> I can't get this movie out of my head. You know, I think that that is the sign of a great film where I just I think about the action scenes. I think about the dance sequences. I you know I. You know, I see the Oscar nominations come out, and I barely pay attention to them. But I, I spend just enough time to notice that RRR is nowhere. Apparently, that has to do with uh, India's film industry and them not wanting to submit it um, for awards, which is that's its own thing. Um, but I just like I just think about how this movie captured what I want from a big event movie while I was watching it in my bedroom on a TV. Like it, it, I, but I felt the same exhilaration that I get from a theatrical experience. Um, and the way that it just is so transportive, um, it, it just, it, it, it's, a, it's exceptional. And it's a thing that needs to be shouted out for how good it is. Um, I'm not in one of those places where people were able to go to theatrical screenings but i think i will be able to at some point because i think I, I saw somewhere that there might be some near me so if i get another chance to do that i might um because yeah just to mm, if you haven't seen rr out there people go go go, go give it a shot yeah because um, it's, it's a yeah. it's it's movie as spectacle like it's it's such a fun action movie it's such a fun relationship between these two characters uh there's a little weird stuff in there but uh yes. i mean i mean uh, <laughs> there's definitely like some weird like uh, uh in indian politics that i'm not good enough yeah. to talk about there, there's i think the the weirdest part for me is like this movie's obsession with like white women in a way that 
Uh, yeah. Me and uh, me and Tayo were talking about it a little bit uh, recently, um, which is ju- not just it's not particular it's not bad it's just weird. Right. And that's the it's, only the, it, it just felt a little weird to me. But overall, yeah. I mean, the performance is so good. The directing incredible. Um, just really, really a must-watch movie. Like something that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I feel like I've never seen anything like it, and I'd recommend it to basically anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, excellent film. And I, I, it's weird. Like, at what point is a movie that is clearly like they're clearly copying American films, <laughs> like they're yes. clearly and and international action films, and like it is weird the line of like, well, where do you where do you change things? Where do you? Yeah, so yeah, it's interesting. I, I, it is very strange. <laughs> yeah, it it, it manages to take the a lot of good stuff from action and international ac- uh, yeah, action movie uh, cinema and, and American, yeah, yeah uh, and just do all that stuff without any restraint. Yes. and uh, it's it's not a flexibility that ex- kind of really exists in this Hollywood studio movie. No. Uh, um, especially the big, big budget ones. We get some like middle budget, interesting. Like, like the yeah. we get John Wick, and we get, uh, I mean, Top Gun everywhere. this year, kind of, and everything everywhere. And there's, there's, there's some room uh, in there, but this is just, mm. just going all the way. In the same way, everything everywhere is. Yeah, that's a very interesting uh, comparison. Those both movies that uh, manage to take like. The format that's so um, that feels kind of uh, repetitive and makes something completely new out of, that feels completely new out of it. Uh, Closest uh, thing I can compare to any of the Tollywood stuff I've seen, the big budget Korean like action sci-fi movies that they've been doing that don't get a lot of attention here. Um, mm. I understand why the park park stuff and. Um, how the hell am I forgetting his name? Bong. Yeah. Um, I, don't understand, I, I understand why their stuff is getting the most attention, but a lot of people are doing weird sci-fi stuff in Korea as well. And even in China, which there are reasons we don't see as much of that here, but like some of the stuff that they're doing is really big and really unrestrained in a way that yeah. action movies haven't been in a long time. Um, yeah. I really want to try to watch some of both of these this year and and see like action movie in more international way because it's it, it's something that we I don't know it, it's definitely here we celebrate the 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 Mission Impossible's and the John Wick of it all but we, there's so few compared to the number of big action movies that get made uh, and I, I'm very curious and like seeing how the world can does stuff like that without the restraint of i mean without them i mean instead of being american propaganda you get indian propaganda or chinese propaganda or korean and so i I, i'm really i want to see more of those Uh, this definitely like feels like it opened doors in many ways to those movies as a success in america um and to be fair those movies I think the reason why there's sort of been this slow build is those movies have been selling out theaters here in the States. And I assume it's similar in Canada where there have been just entire screenings of the Indian populations in, in a certain area. Like I didn't get a chance to see RR, but I do know that 
there were like very early in the release before I really knew what the movie was screenings. And those yeah. were packed just with Indian audience members in a very small town. So uh, that I think is part of it is like the fact that these communities in other places, they are like a, a powerful uh, watching block <laughs> yes is is very interesting in the way in which that is like moving the c- cinema in an interesting way very similarly to the way that the sort of anime event night is also causing like weird shifts yeah, becoming and, huge and bigger yeah. like the dragon ball movie making 30 million and then the um, jujutsu yes. kaisen and now there's like the other one the the one where the guy gets reincarnated as a slime movie that's playing right now. When I read not... that title, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> it's oh, one of the things it. I heard about and I'm never going to watch or read. So, But I'm glad people like it. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, there's definitely a shift in like box office and, and uh, that's happening. And it, it's it's very interesting. Um, uh, maybe we can move on to my next pick if you're... Yeah. Good. Would uh, my next pick uh, you just watched, so I don't know if it's on your list. Is uh, After Sun? Um, uh, it is. We can talk about it now, though. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about. It. I, I feel like it's gonna pair well with my next movie, so I, I'm. I, 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 we can talk about it now. After Sun is really. It's a movie. It took me a little bit to get while watching it. Um, it's a movie I finished watching and started at the beginning again. I didn't wa- rewatch the whole thing twice, but right. I watched like one, one in like the first act again, um, just be just because it's it really recontexts the beginning. Uh, it's like it's not a movie that got a lot of um, that got talked about a lot. Uh, but that the way it portrays, yeah. yeah, the way it, I mean, it's a movie that's about l- memory and the relationship between a daughter and her father, about okay. like how she remembers that summer they spent together. What's possibly the last summer they spent together? The last time she saw him um, through video cassette. Uh, uh, films that like little vignettes that they had together and it's intersected with like moments of them uh where you you kind of see a little bit of his point of view and a little bit of her point of view but it's all um i gotta say it's it's um it, it it's there's no the, the the narration is her memory of it all so you you you're really kind of seeing a mystery in a way of like who this the the i mean she's just questioning herself of who this man was really and what was he living through and could what couldn't i see and rewatching those tapes and and um the way it's told it's so it's so sweet and it's so um it's not sad in itself it's but it kind of it's kind of the kind of movie that just stays with Mm -hmm. you in that way and then i couldn't stop thinking about like after watching it uh just reimagining those moments of like the night they spent separate where he she kisses the boy and he kind of 
goes to the beach and is just naked on the bed when she gets in. Uh, and, and like what really happened in those times and when he uh, tells her how much she loves to dance and that's why she imagines him and sees him in this club. Uh, yeah. And that's the, the that's the memory she built of him, of like him being there and being releasing everything and being happy in a, in a way that uh, I uh, really hit for me because yeah. it's something that I love to do. Um, yeah, it's it's just it, it's a it's a it's a really beautiful film. Uh, I I. Uh, I, I I really liked it. What, what did you think of it? I mean, I just watched it, so I'm like, this is the best movie ever. Um, <laughs> so like, I uh, so like with the great nostalgia of like, I literally just watched it, and like that ending did really hit for me. And I think that you know, e- even on a more universal level, this feels like as you know, line in the sand. This is a movie about a late '90s, early 2000s kid, and that's us. That's yes. That that is something that we have in common. That is our generation, and it is weird. Like we're getting to the point where our childhoods are very definitively being put on screen. Um, so, like there was a level of immediate connection I felt to that. Um, but that whole the way that that sequence builds and the going back and forth between the young her and him dancing and him dancing in the club and like, oh, that was. <laughs> That really, really hit. And I, like you said, it doesn't start at that place. It kind of takes some time to warm up. But once these two people and their daughter, father daughter relationship really starts to like congeal in ways that feel very organic and they feel very real. Um, and so when you do get there, um, and there are all these like little moments before where you get a real sense of like how, like how like the depth of Paul Mescal's feelings, and like you get this sense yeah. of without him having to say anything of like how like, like how deeply he cares about like creating a good experience for her while dealing with his own stuff, and like and there like, yeah, he, he yeah. I- he he's so struggling so hard, and when she asked the question of like, what would you, uh, what did you want to be at your age when you were my age, mm-hmm. um, and she, he can't answer because he's so it, it, he 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 can't like really believe that what what's kind of he he's struggling so hard with what he's living through at the time, and it's like, yeah, who knows what it is, but it's like, uh. It's like you can see the signs, but you can't see further that a twelve-year-old could see because he cares so much about her and wants her to have to want this to be just one long happy memory for her. And he he's so he goes from struggling to sweet to struggling again, and and um, but uh, yeah. but but there's so much like. A, uh, you really manage to feel like how he makes her feel in that time, in that even when it's tougher for her, they when they have like that spa day, and he has the moment where he's telling her, "I've done all all the drugs. You can do anything, and you can tell me about it. Don't worry. It's it's such a yeah. it's just those small, very sweet moments 
um uh yeah it's it's uh and i mean the kind of shock when you see her grown up yeah. with her partner and they're and they have a a child of themselves and that's that's what brings back that memory right is like oh there she's a parent now and thinking about that last moment with her father and the care he had for her and how he couldn't he could never completely understand him because i mean because she was too young um yeah just a just a fantastic movie it's it's crazy that it's the first movie uh from a director that's uh, still very young like she's like she I, I think she's just a few years older than us like 35 36 yeah. uh um it i mean i think she talked about how um uh, a lot of her own experience went into it and you can really feel that while watching it and paul mescal and the girl uh they they give such good performances Yes. Um, I, yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an effort to go back through because he's done a lot of work that I just haven't seen. Um, that I'm yeah, gonna... yeah, same here. <laughs> I feel like he's a one. Uh, I mean, he hasn't done that much. I, I want to. Uh, I'm curious about. I mean, his most well known stuff is Normal People. Um, yeah, and he. Yes. I mean, he. Oh yeah, he's in the Lost Daughter that I saw. That is a movie that pairs. I mean, he's. I don't think yeah. he's a lot in it, but it's a movie that pairs really well with this, uh, yeah. in a in a way. A movie I did not like that much, uh, kind of because of the subject matter. I mean, it's a good movie, but it's just not something that I enjoyed watching. <laughs> I I wanted to be into that more as a as a as a founding member of the Olivia Coleman army. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Olivia <laughs> Coleman and Jesse Buckley. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, is Empire of the or Empire of Light not on my list because I didn't get a chance to see that. So, but other, I really wanted to see it before this. So that's yeah. That's, that's uh, I think it's it's coming out here on Disney Plus in ten days or something. So I'll watch it then. Uh, Great. I will boot up my VPN with that. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't think it's coming out here till late March, uh, <laughs> so yay! Can't wait for that. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, After Sun, great pick, fantastic um, pick. <laughs> uh, yes, I, uh, we'll go to my next one. Um, so this is where Banshees is because of the okay. chronic I mean, chronology. Um, yeah, um, I guess. Do you want to start? Um, because uh, it was your pick first. I mean, uh, this, this is this is just uh, <laughs> it's just a I, I don't know. It's 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 such a it's pretty simple, but it's yep. really good. The writing is the best in any movie I've seen this year. I think maybe uh, yep. it's this and like I don't know. Maybe like I mean a, a couple other we mentioned like Tar is really good and um uh another movie I'm gonna talk about in a bit is also really good, but this is just like the yeah. just the I mean the dialogue is incredible and the performances just make it all better. It's a uh 
I mean, Martin McDonough is a director I think we both really like. Uh, but even who? Even the stuff that doesn't hit all the way. Yes. Yes. Still, I mean, his yeah. best movie. I, I mean, I can't decide if this it's this or in Bruges, uh, but it's. Uh, I, I think it might be this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, in Bruges was such a great film, and then Sin Psychopath is fun. Um, yeah. I, I kind of like it, and then I feel like Three Billboards, Three Billboards for me, kind of a, a mess of a movie with it some good stuff in there. But this, this is like him playing to his strengths. He writes great dialogue. He works great with these actors. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. Colin Farrell and Don Gleason, perfect. But uh, it's also the secondary performance that work so well. Uh, the Barry Keegan, yeah. Um, he he's uh, a scene sitter. He's like he starts out like what are they even doing with that character? But then the scene with him and the sister that's that's the the maybe the best written scene in the whole movie. That's such yeah. a, a beautiful small moments. This movie just has all these small moments and of like pain and grief and just the the just the structure of it all the opposite vision of these two men who used to care for each other a lot and one that kind of just lost whatever meaning and control he had on his life so decided to so 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 uh, concentrate on the only thing he thinks matters now and the other uh, uh, just live just trying to live and be human and be good to the people around him as he's always done um and and i, I don't know it's it's just such a such a such a well-made film and such a uh it it, it builds but it never it doesn't have to become anything huge i mean the guy cuts off all his fingers and he burns out the other guy's house but it's not like it doesn't do the mistake that three billboards does of like just um, of of becoming a spectacle because it's it's so uh it's 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 such as it only has to be the simple human story about these men it doesn't have to be more than that um Uh, that's that's the thing that works the best it doesn't it doesn't feel there doesn't feel like a necessity to like you said to be something that it doesn't need to be um you know i don't want to turn this into a a tarantino bashathon um but like i would be fine if once upon a time in hollywood just ended without any of the manson stuff (laughs) i would be fine with that and that would be a level of restraint that tarantino does not have um, as much as I love his work. Uh, <laughs> and this movie has that restraint that he does not have. Like these characters, they they come to uh they come to a place by the end of the movie that is very dark and uh and I think it's interesting that like he establishes he he establishes these things about these two characters that feel eternal to who they are, and he like he slowly pushes them to an edge. Um, and I think the way in which he gets there and the way in which he makes it feel completely natural is, 
it's a work of mastery. Like it's 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 truly like another level of uh, I don't entirely understand how he did it, but he did it. And the way where they are at the end of the movie is so interesting. Um, I and I love the way in which the Colin Farrell character both grows but also stays exactly who he is. Um, I love the stuff the the you know him him reading the letter from his sister and he just doesn't he 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 like writes back and he completely just lies he's like everything's fine here yeah. no, don't come back um because he knows that if he says anything about what's going on if he says what happened to the donkey rough year for donkeys by the way just just a quick aside rough year for donkeys um because i know one of the movies that you're gonna bring up i think um <laughs> Bad ear for donkeys. Um, but he knows that she'll come back. The moment he, if, if the moment she reads what happened, um, and the like, the way in which Colin Farrell sells that moment, um, yeah, it's just uh, uh, and like the weird like new relationship, the new um, the new baseline for what they are to each other at the end and the way in which that's established. And they don't even need to really say anything. It's all through looks like it's like, Oh, so we're just like mortal enemies now. Uh, <laughs> at least that's how I read it. That's um, like, and the way in which that's done is I thought excellent. Um, and yeah, I just, and that, that whole town, like the way in which that community feels lived in um, and the way in which they like, they really like centered this in history, um, but it's it's there and it's in the background and it informs what you're seeing. But you don't need to know anything beyond what you're what's in this town. You don't need to know about sectarian violence across the sea. You just need to know about this town. But it's it's I think it's very um, I think it's very well done the way that that's all placed. Um, and also, I love that everybody agrees in the movie that the cop is awful. Um, Good job, good job, Martin. <laughs> well done. Um, uh, that's an evolution from from three billboards. So yay! Um, <laughs> I love when a director listens to criticisms. <laughs> yes, he, he's like, I understand you. I have heard you, and I, I've taken this to heart. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, it's one of the best movies of the year. If I if I did a ranked list, this would probably be number one. I, 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 I the movie ended, credits started rolls like, oh, that's the best movie of the year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, so uh, yeah, one, yeah, definitely deserves one of, well, yeah, one of the best. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I feel like it transitions very well. I mean, the past two movies do transition really well into my next pick. Uh, yeah. movie we talked about very briefly uh, uh, almost a year ago also I'll say uh, after Yang um, yeah. the Kogonada movie um, a Colin Farrell starring movie uh, that's also about memory uh, in, a, in a very different way that After Sun is but uh, yeah. in, in that way they do resemble each other um, yeah, because we definitely. talked about it on the pod, I don't, I don't feel like I need to go too much into it. But the, the thing that's really, I mean, Colin Farrell exceptional in this movie. Um, just the, the world this movie creates around and the life this man lives, where he has this little tea shop 
and it's the thing he cares about and that and his daughter and the tea shop that doesn't work and his daughter and his wife that <laughs> earns all the money for the family basically and it works a little too much um very like you get you get this very simple family life but in a future where you can you have uh robots androids basically uh where and the whole movie is around like what 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 how how do we define uh memory and what makes a person like the the personhood of um I didn't. I can't remember his name because I have watched this movie many months ago. Um, uh, so yeah, of course the movie's called After Yang. Uh, y- Yang. Uh, I was like, wait, are you trying to find the actor? Um, no, no, no. I'm trying yeah. to remember. I lo- I'm sorry. This has been a long recording. No, I, yeah. Um, no, yeah, yeah. The the title character. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. He, he, I mean. Yang, I mean, what you learn is that Yang has all these, can keep in his mind a few seconds a day, and uh, and it it really it what it really made me question and really made me think about when I watched this movie is like what really defines us as personhood and how memory really influences us and how. Uh, what stays with us? What is stuff we remember that's somewhere in our brain? But what is the, what are the things that truly change us and define us as a person? And those small interaction and how how would you how how can you even choose in a day to pick five seconds that are the things you remember other than the the moments with the people you love and the people you 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 care about and uh, uh, making Yang as like more than just an android but an actual person and then the 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 movie being like about how do you memorize uh, a person like that a person that is also technology but so is it does does he should he go to the museum should he just deserve his life to end and be remembered by the people who cared about like any other person what what is what what it's it's about both like his memory and what defined him and also the memories he left behind of him and the life he le- he led and his relationship and his love for this woman and his love for this little girl and this family uh he was part of it's a it's a it's a really really great film that really stayed with me throughout the whole year um i i uh yeah, I, 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 it's one that flew a bit under the radar. Uh, also, the opening scene of dancing is so good. <laughs> yes, it's it's it's, it's highly enjoyable. It, it introduced. It's also very like efficient storytelling. You meet every person that you're going to see for the rest of the movie. I think um, I don't know if Haley Lou Richardson is in the, that dance sequence or not. I don't remember. Um, it's been since since this time or early last year. Uh, so, but yeah, um, I, the movie's definitely grown on me. I didn't immediately like connect with it, um, when I first saw it, but I think there's a lot of themes in there that I really enjoy as a, as like a kind of a a tech fetishist, I guess. And like somebody who like collects old broken stuff, um, like there's that aspect of it and like the connection to 
things as like more than just items. There's nothing about that that I really took to and like the giving that an internal life and like actualizing like the metaphorical sense of like does does my does my radio device does my phone like actually have a connection to me and like making that something real is is a yeah yeah some of that stuff is very interesting to me and i really um i think the the exercise of the movie <laughs> is very is a is very needed and interesting so yeah good pick very good pick very you pick also <laughs> uh yeah yeah definitely definitely worth worth being on the list um uh my next one i'm guessing it is on your list um decision to leave is that yeah is... yeah it's 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 coming so i'll i'll leave it i, I would leave it for when it comes up on my list if that's right, okay. So we'll and we'll go to your next one then. Um, uh, my next one is a movie that I mean was considered for award stuff as uh, a 2021 movie, but came out like late March here. Uh, so uh, I, I, I mean, it's our list. We do whatever we want. So it's the worst person in the world. Um, a movie that really. I don't know why I waited so long to watch it, but when I did, it really hit me and all. All, all the places like it's a movie i mean it's a movie about a feeling of real i don't know lostness but also undecisiveness and also self-loathing in the way about like being at an age where maybe you should have figured it out a little bit more but you haven't and you just you're you're just there and you're doing your best and you take decisions sometimes maybe more with your heart than with your brain and it doesn't uh, always work out well um but uh it's such a it's a it's i feel out of all the movies i watched this year the one that i felt like i related the most in how it portrays relationships how it uh how it portrays acts in a life that is always changing but also um also kind of feels fixed in time because you you just haven't like <laughs> it's a kind of about never feeling actually like an adult because you're just you're in your late twenties, and uh, I don't know when I was my age. My parents had me, or I was two years old, um, and I'm definitely never would be at that place at that age. And you just feel like you're trying to do your best to be an adult and a person. And it's it's a uh, it's a uh, um, but it's also filled with like the moments of pure bliss that a life like that can bring. Uh, the I mean. You've seen it. You've seen it, right? No, actually, it's it's been oh. on my list though. It's been okay. on my list. I, um, okay, because yeah. there's a specific moment where, I mean, sorry, I'll spoil a bit because I just want to talk about it. It's just she's in the middle of this argument with this older man. She has a relationship with someone who's like kind of wants, uh, wants a family with her, but she she kind of realizes that's not the life she really wants, and. Time just stops, and then she leaves and runs and meets this guy that she had that she met at a party and had a 
just a night of talking and they see each other again and the whole world is frozen no one moves and they have this 24 hours together that feels uh blissful like they're the only people in the world and um and it doesn't even end up like oh it's they found the perfect romance and this is the man she was destined to be with it's just the, the specific feeling of bliss that you can have when you meet the person and you have that perfect moment with them and it's and even if you have a whole life you, it, you're something your brain shifts and you're ready to restart the whole thing with someone new because this is what your heart wants and even if your brain is telling you otherwise sometimes you can't do anything but listen to what your heart wants it's a it's a really really great movie i i i um I feel I feel like if I had watched it last year, it would have been my maybe my number one probably. Uh, but uh, I mean, the last few movies are movies that I adore. But th- this one, this is like it was hard to order the last three movies. Uh, um, but it's yeah, definitely great. You should definitely you should really watch it. I I I I think it's something that it's it's one of those uh, movies that's just hit at the right time and that kind of almost changes your way of thinking about yourself um i feel like a few movies did that for me this year but this this is one of uh, one of them it's on my long list of things to get to (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah I, i I've only heard good things for like the entire last year so i'm like yes i need to get around to this um Good pick from everything that I know. Very good pick. So, yeah. Um, I guess I'll go with my next one. Um, and this is another one where the recency of it might make it null and void later on. So, take the, understand that. Uh, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Um, this is just a really sweet, <laughs> very like, uh, you know, enjoyable movie. Uh, not a lot of like controversial things to say like it's just like a very like um uh, it's just a very like interesting take on like a very specific character um i like the way it's sort of it's about like internet culture and like youtube and like yeah and, and the way in which it utilizes that is interesting um and it's it's it has like this almost child's perspective on the world, but it's so not specific to children uh, in an interesting way, like characters so that the characters can be surprising. Like they can be very much aware of very adult grown up concepts at the same time as being blissfully unaware of other things. Um, And that allows for like some truly like, I can't, I can't say any other word other than magical moments um, that really feel um, that that really struck me as I was watching the movie. Um, uh, And Jenny Slate gives like this layered, interesting performance while putting on a very goofy voice. (laughs) Um, And it was, it's very fascinating for me to know that like, this is where it began for her. Like this is, this is the start of, jenny slate and then she becomes this other thing 
uh, in our lives. And then she like comes back to that. And like, it's, it it's the, the meta narrative of it is very interesting to me and the way in which that's almost depicted in the film. Um, like, yeah, it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot of stuff going on. It's just like a very sweet, enjoyable movie that, um, I had a, I had a really good time with. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. It's a really sweet movie. I had a good time with. Um, yeah, it's it's very sweet. I, I I I just love the relationship with the grandmother. That's the yeah. stuff that's really hit for Isabella me. Rosalina, yeah, Rosalina, she, her vocal performance is so yes, so beautiful and uh, like haunting in a couple moments. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Like she she really steals the show for me. Um, I I guess the only thing that didn't translate really is the sixty minute stuff. That's not a thing. I just that yeah that I yeah. I know really or care about really. But I guess yeah. it's a yeah. it's interesting for me is like I'm firmly in the generation that is like sixty minutes is like it's not quite propaganda, but it's very much like <laughs> old person town. Like <laughs> like I'm sure there is a there probably is an equivalent. In in the in Quebec and in Canada, yeah, no, there, we, we yeah we do have like, uh, but here it's it's like all the CBC or Radio Canada stuff, which is like right. a, a government uh, government uh, finance television uh, that that right. does that. It, um, yeah, and, and it's very well, much like yeah. it's not cool to be into. But like, <laughs> no, no, like, that, that I definitely understood. <laughs> Um, and so like that part, again, that didn't really translate for me, but like, all right, I, you know, I wouldn't want Marcella's shell to be into vice. That would be troubling. Um, that, that would be worrisome. So like, cool, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. It was, I did like though for the character, like the character was excited about it. So I was like, all right. Um, <laughs> Um. Yeah. Um. I don't have anything else to say about Marcel Shell. I mean, I, that's. I've. I think we really nailed it on the head there. Yeah. Um. So I guess. Uh. Well, my last one was After Sun. So uh, I guess it, is it decision to leave time. No. Yeah. I have. Uh, a, I have two more actually. Uh, okay. Just because of the order. I have a. My number two is. Um. All the beauty and the bloodshed. Uh, a documentary. This is what I, I didn't think. hear about until I saw it in the chat yesterday. So, what yeah. is this movie? I, th- um, I, th- I think I mentioned it briefly at like a a, a a plug at the end of an episode. So, it's a documentary uh, about uh, non golden. Non golden is like this uh, photographer, like she, from the. Um, uh, I mean, she she grew big in the like '90s, especially '80s and '90s. Uh, watching, uh, photographing a lot of like uh, sexual, natural stuff, like just a lot of her friends and herself, and like it, sexual context, and who uh, later in life had uh, um, got. Uh, beat by her boyfriend and after that uh, developed an addiction to oxycontins following surgery uh, that she had to go through and um the movie is both like uh um uh about like her as an artist and her growth in her career and her modern life where she is basically she's a, a very well known activist in the um 
anti like uh, oxy anti sackler family movement where uh um uh where she uh she has uh, where, where her organization's goal has been to remove the sackler name the family that owns the company that uh, developed oxy contents uh removing their name from all the big museums in the world because they do huge Donations right. to those museum. Uh, there was a Sackler, huge Sackler wing at the Mets, at the Louvre, at uh, almost every big museum in the world. Uh, I mean, there's no longer a Sackler. The Sackler name is gone from the Met. It's gone from the Louvre. It's gone from uh, uh, many museum. And they did this through the specific demonstration where they uh, went to the museum and uh, through like pill bottles in the in the water or like uh, in the Guggenheim through like uh, bloody daughters uh, off the off balconies and basically made it rain bloody fake dollar bills uh, with the soccer name on them. Um, it's it's a movie that's as much less a a portrait of an artist, like a great artist, uh, one of the great of her time, uh, very influential in all her work, and it's all—it's also a, mu- a movie about like community activism and how it can work, how it has, like, they have done a difference, in even as small as it is, there was there has been a true, real difference done by them and. Um, by their organization um and it's it's such a i mean the way it it um mm. it uh presents this new movement but also like she oh she was an artist in the 90s she went through the aids crisis and how right. cyclical it it can be to go through tragedy and try to do the small things uh, tragedy that is uh consequences of the politics and the world around us and try to do the things as a community to protect each other and help each other and that's the only that's basically the only thing we can do it's it's a it's a i don't know if i i I managed to sell it well but it's a very beautiful documentary it's uh it's um i i saw it in theater It, it made me cry a couple of times it's it's uh it's it's really fantastic it's a I feel like a must-watch movie. Uh, like if you, for anyone, like it, it's yeah. a, it's it, about the, like the power of art and the power of a community and how they can, uh, how together they 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 can really be powerful and make change and help people. Um, it's it's a it's it's really it's really uh it's a really great talk. Um, I don't I don't think it's. Available on streaming yet, uh, but um, it's one of the um, documentaries nominated for uh, an, the the Oscar this year. So well, very well deserved. Um, uh, so I don't know. It's it's just one that hit me so so strong when I watched it, and it it's 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 really really well made. Yeah, I'm gonna get to that as soon as I can because that sounds yeah. good. And that, considering how I know. The rest of things have gone for the Sacklers. Um, yeah, I, I, and the fact that they have uh, won in almost every other arena that they've been in, um, I'm very 
interested to yeah. hear a story about them losing for once. That, that sounds nice. That sounds good. Um, I mean, it, it's it, it, it doesn't, yeah, I mean, the win is important, but it's also, you can't escape the fact that they're kind of free from so much. Um, oh, yeah, no, in the larger scale, they've still won, but... Yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm very I'm excited to hear the story of them yeah. tripping on themselves a little bit. So that uh, I'm I'm in favor of this choice, even though I haven't seen it. So. But yeah, very good pick. Um, I'm very into that. Uh, um, I'm, I'm, yeah. And uh, my number one is decision to leave. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so this movie's on my list purely because I know it was much better than I thought it was. <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't think I totally vibe with this movie, but I don't care because this movie is so well done that I yes. must be wrong. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you felt really, but that's how I felt about it. I mean, I, like, I just loved it from, I mean, it, it hit me so early and then I was all in like what, as soon as, I mean, I think this the scene where it kind of clicked for me was in when is when he gets the nice sushi at the at the she he's interrogating her and he gets the really nice sushi and it's like this moment and then the way the the shot is framed with the mirror in the back and it's it's yeah it's like Parkshan Wook just makes I mean he I think he is my favorite. I mean, The Handmaiden was my favorite movie the year it came out. Mm. We've talked about the Revenge trilogy. Uh, um, Thirst is also one of my favorite movies. Uh, Adaptation of one of my favorite authors. Uh, Yeah, he... This The mix of, like... I mean, this movie really works as both, like, the mystery of it all, the obsession of it, and Mm -hmm. the actual romance. I mean, it's a romantic movie of two people that kind of struggle with <laughs> understanding their each other's feelings and their f- real feelings themselves but kind of falls it fall into like this doomed love cycle where mm-hmm. they, they're kind of stuck in the life they've always lived and uh can't really escape that but also just have this the, the I mean the the tension both romantic and sexual in every scene they share, uh, incredible. Um, the the scene where he's with his wife and he meets her with like her, her with, with uh, the 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 guy that got murdered uh, yeah. two seconds later. Um, that and they don't even talk throughout the whole scene and it's just like tension yeah. through the roof and it's electric and it Park Chan-wook and does these moments uh t- with such a high level of intensity and it's both the tension of a thriller but also the sexual tension of like how much of the, there's such a spark between those two and the two performances are amazing i think they're, they're my two favorite performances of the year i i, I uh there's the there's so much emotion shown and hidden and how it goes from one to the other um when she sees him beat that guy and you know she's horny as fuck. 
in the car I, I mean i don't know if you remember that scene where she like he he's talking like he's talking her apartment and then he's called on this this chase and then he puts on the glove uh and like bugs yes. the knife and like beats that guy and she's like kind of watching him from the car and it's there's like uh she he kind of knows she's there and he give, he's little giving him a show it's it's great it's uh, yeah. um the movie's the movie goes on a lot of different directions that were yes um I, I i think what i the main thing i was able to like like take away from the movie is the staging of the entire movie is yes it's it's just it's perfect it's like the way in which like the construction of the movie like you know thinking of a movie as a maze like it's the most expertly put together maze i've ever seen there are so many pieces and parts that have to come together in exactly the right way and the way in which it's all fabricated and the way in which the the look of it all the feeling of it all and it's just uh, yeah all of that stuff was so perfect um, I think I might have been a little bit distracted by some of that, and I just didn't. I don't know what it was. I didn't. I wasn't able to key in with some of the emotional stuff of the movie. But at the same time, I completely know what you're talking about with the tension of it all. And I do think that that lead actress is exceptional. Yes. I think that she is truly exceptional. And I, you know, I I, I realize that even just from seeing like stills of her. Like there's an energy that she gives off that is fantastic, um, but everything like the the mountain climbing sequence and like the deconstruction of the murder and all that, I think that was that was very that that all worked for me. I think if there's a reason why like I don't per- think it's perfect or why I'm not like oh I absolutely am in love with it, it's like. It is very like crime movie tropey in a way yeah. that I maybe didn't expect. Um, like it's so much. It's not even Hitchcock. It's like uh, it's like '90s Adrian Lin movies. <laughs> like it's I it's mean, so th- like Basic Instinct and like um, the and Fatal Attraction and I, I love those movies to be clear. And those movies are fucking Paul Verhoeven directs the fuck out of basic instinct but like it it felt so much like those movies that i think i was a little bit surprised by i guess like by by how similar it was to other movies in the genre um not which is not necessarily a problem with the movie i was i was like oh okay so it's it's like a, it's a it's a it's a dress it's a not a dress to kill but it's like a basic instinct it's a little basic instinct it's a little fatal attraction cool all right <laughs> i know where the plot of this is going at least I think where I was, where I found my enjoyment was the ways in which he like added things on top of it. That's the stuff that really worked for me. It's the, it's the construction of all that, you know, and like the, the mechanism of he comes up to her as as she's looking into the ocean. And then we cut back to her recording something on the phone and like the way, the way in which that's paced and builds and the reveal of the thing in the previous scene, that's the stuff where I was like, Oh, that's, that's excellent. It's the actual, I guess, like base level plot of it where I was like, okay, this is, it's again, it's not bad. I was just like, not impressed, I guess. Um, but who cares? Because the rest of the movie is so yes. well constructed that I, how I mean, can I be upset with it? You know, um, 
it's yeah an interesting experience for me personally um yeah yeah i i, I think the the reason why it works so well with me because is because yeah it's the, the layer on top of it of the i mean maybe i just haven't seen enough of these of these uh, yeah. erotic thrillers it, it's not a, a genre it's not a genre that really exists anymore that's the thing yeah. uh, um i i guess the other thing that is i mean you talked about it the intersection of the technology and the editing of this movie is uh the way scene fade in and out of each other the way it's yeah. shot and it and the cinematography of it all like uh um, the, the layers and the, the a lot of mirrors and all that visual nature that gives the movie a specific vibe and just enhances a lot of the the, the performance as the, the character and I think the the mystery uh, I mean the, I feel like the 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 mystery of the murder is so is <laughs> left aside by the characters as well as by the movie in a way that's very interesting yes. when it becomes fully about them and like their own like I mean you you get it from his point from both point of view but their full like reckoning of their relationship and what's behind just like mm. the thing that's happening um it it's uh, I, I get I, the I, I mean it, it just the whole thing really hit perfectly for me and the the and the I mean the, the ending of it all is so fucked up in uh, such a Park Chan Wook way. Um, that that is the part where I was like, oh yeah, okay, this is you, this is Park, this is him. He's he's here. Yes. Uh, he, he's he's I he's mean, revealing his whole Park. Um, I mean the other scene where she like. Clean the corpse, remove yeah. the blood for that. When she knew he was gonna come, she he wouldn't get sick of it. Just that little, just that little mm -hmm. thing. That's that's an again. So that's a, such a reminds me so much of thirst. Um, it's uh, I don't know. Park Park makes I, I just he makes movies that gel with me in a perfect way and the handmaiden is a very different movie but handmaiden yeah. is so, so more interesting i feel like on a on a structure and a plot way like it yeah. twists on yes, itself it twice in a, such mm -hmm. a good way and even if it's a movie about like erotica and exploitation and sexuality <laughs> this is such a more erotic movie to watch to me uh because it's 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 like it's so sexy in a way like um like wonka and why movies are it's like a movie filled with desire um yeah and it's a lot of and, that, yeah. uh and i that that's uh i love the way he he portrays it on screen feels all it feels so tangible and it uses the form to portray the emotion. Um, yeah, great great movie. Uh, the one like I, I feel like this all the beauty and the bloodshed worst person in the world uh, could have been in another order, but I just love Park. I I <laughs> so he got number one. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, no. 
I think that's is that all yeah, of them? Yeah, okay. I feel like that's yeah. uh yeah, it only took us two hours. <laughs> yeah, and only I mean hey. I, we've gone longer and we've yes. gone shorter, so um, uh, we can kind of speed run through the uh, any honorable mention. Uh, uh, I mean, you, you go ahead. You, you, um, uh, um, one that I really wanted to put on my list but couldn't in the end, uh, is Jackass Forever. The <laughs> most I laughed, it's the funniest movie of the year. I, it's just so it's perfect. I mean, the new guys are great. The old guys are amazing. It has, I mean, some fucked up stuff happened. Some very funny stuff happened. Uh, uh, Peaky Subin, the hockey player, slap shots a guy in the nuts. It's so funny. It's so good. It's, I mean, it's jackass, but it's like the thing is, the jackass has. Is something like I kind of grew up on. Was playing on TV and the movies. When the third movie came out in 3D, that was a big thing. And this is just it hits the like spectacle, nostalgia, nostalgia, uh, just super funny. It's it's great. It's 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 jackass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very good pick. Um, I actually have a lot of like honorable mention stuff, so I'll try to keep it short. Uh, two that I want to point out just because of the performances by the lead actors, uh, breaking and resurrection, um, breaking is really notable because it's John Boyega. It's basically, it's the John Boyega show for like two whole hours. And it's a really like tragic kind of sad movie. I managed to see it in the theater. Um, it's, but it's really good. It's real good. Um, Great supporting cast as well. Uh, you know, a lot of, you know, Michael Kenneth Williams, I believe in one of his last, last works. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, if you need, if you need a, just a really good acting performance and you're, you, you need some more Boyega in your life, check that out. Um, and Resurrection is Rebecca Hall. I can't even put it into words. <laughs> she is just uh, one of the best working actresses right now. Um, and this is just all about her. And there's a level of fucked up idness that she is like seemingly active, actively um, seeking out to portray in her characters, in the movies, in the work that she picks, that is truly amazing to me um and uh yeah watch it just for that alone you know on the sort of cronenbergian conversation we were having there's some stuff in this movie that is just like ugh. <laughs> so i couldn't put it in the top 10 but i needed to shout it out um and then a bunch of other stuff which i, I won't you know spend too much time on barbarian the batman that's in my longer long long yeah, list uh, Fablemans, of course. Uh, Three thousand years of longing. Uh, so all that stuff. All all the obvious stuff that you would have ex maybe expected to see in the list. Yeah, and also of... all in my longer list. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yes, yes, uh, that would be one. Uh, yeah. All movies that have I, 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 was, I thought for some reason it would be on your list. Uh, my anime movie of the year is Inuo. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't ha I didn't have one on my list this year, but you know it's the um, the newest uh, Masaki Yuasa movie. Uh, director of my short. It's like a a rock opera set in the 1500s about like okay. this this man that this like uh, 
two two guys that meet like one is a musician and the other is like the singer slash monster that wears a mask and has his whole body because his body is uh deformed it, it's 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 spectacular it's uh it's such a fun time i saw it in theater uh really good movie uh almost realized uh two docs that i loved um fire of love uh yes. about the couple that uh, chased uh, volcanoes their whole life two volcanoes that like have kind of fall, fell in love with each other and with the volcanoes really really nice watch and um we met in virtual reality uh which is a uh, in shot uh, i say shot but is entirely set into vr chat following like uh, a few people and like their their relationship they built uh their li- the second life they live um there's a there's a beautiful really sweet moment where um this couple describe uh when they met each other in person for the first time and how the girl was hiding like behind like uh pillars in the parking because she was so shy about meeting the boy and uh they recreate the whole thing in vr uh they, they like recreate the parking lot and reenact the whole thing in vr it's so sweet it's really cute it's a it's such an interesting movie about like very different like mm-hmm. i mean it, it, like human it's it, human interaction but in a way that's like uh almost that feels impossible to understand at first but the movie really makes you get it mm-hmm. um really sweet um i feel like we talked about beyond in the infinite two minutes uh Fun movie, yeah. A very, very sweet. Another one that's like so close to making my list. Uh, um, and I don't know. Uh, quickly, just Babylon. <laughs> Babylon yeah. is is it's a show. It's a fun. I loved it. I watched it in theaters. Had a great, great time. Um, I, I'm I'm happy for you. I just didn't get around to it yet. Yeah. And also, I just I don't think I'm nearly as in on Damien Chazelle as everybody else is, but that's fine. Um, yeah, I didn't see the First Man, but I liked his first two. Uh, this might be my favorite of his movies, actually. Okay. Yeah. It's just it's just really it's it's just such a spectacle, and it's really right. fun in that way. I don't think it's like a great great film i just think yeah. it's good uh the one last last one just i want to mention quickly is uh hit the road uh that's a iranian movie about um like a family that's doing a road trip basically to bring their eldest son that's about to have to enter military service they bring him like to this group at the border that like to smuggle him out of the country uh, but it's a very sweet family movie about a mom who's too worried, a dad with his broken leg who keeps complaining, and a little kid that's the most annoying little kid in the world, and the guy that's like questioning his decision the whole time, and the whole family is questioning everything the whole time. It's 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 very it's it's, it's a really beautiful movie. Another one that's like uh, if I if we're doing a top fifteen, it'd be on there, uh, but. Um, really really good uh it's on amazon prime here so uh really worth a watch that's it Um, i'll I'll, I'll close that with one there's one i've already talked about it on a previous show so i don't go too deep but if it were a movie it would be on the 10 list uh and it was we own the city which i i did a little bit of a salesmanship on but i just i can't 
it's again, it's that thing of I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop thinking about Bernthal's performance uh, and everybody else's performance in that show. HBO just really doing their best work. Uh, it, it it reaffirmed my love for HBO even in the time of uh, of, of the Zaslav and the and all that stuff that's been going on over there and the weird corporate machinations that have sort of i would argue diluted some of that company's best work and they're back they're they, we own the city uh i'll talk about this probably on a later episode uh that uh last of us is um it's a great show yeah i can't believe i'm saying it. it's really good so yeah hbo back on their bullshit and i am ready for it so yeah, that's a. I guess those are the closing words. Go watch We Own the City if you haven't gotten to it yet. Um, really good show. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's that's the top ten. Um, if anybody out there thinks that we missed something, did we not talk about Triangle of Sadness because we just didn't talk about it? Yes. Um, <laughs> Look, the, the second act that. of that movie is so good, and yes, uh, the first and third are fine. It, it's just yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I agree. That that's my review exactly. It's like uh, so, second half is really good. Yeah, most people yeah. have seen walk out of a theater. <laughs> that's triangle of sadness. Yeah, I, I think everywhere, everything, everything everywhere all at once is second. But uh, the <laughs> the Family Guy puking scene in the middle of triangle of sadness is the funniest. <laughs> it is yeah, the, among the funniest. Uh, like so many people left the theater during it, and me and my friend were laughing so so. I went to that one. I went to see with the right friend, where we were laughing our asses off. That is, so I do think a theater might have been better for my experience. Yeah. I was watching it at home alone. So yeah, that I think that didn't help. Um, again, like I said, bad year for donkeys. Bad year for donkeys and donkeys <laughs> on cinema. Uh, just rough, rough time for for the donkeys. We need to support them. <laughs> yeah, go go watch Ao. Uh, that's a movie about a donkey that sadly does at the end, but it yes. lives a g- good full life. There uh, was the year of the horse a couple years ago, which we talked about. Yes, this is the year of the donkey. Um, and uh, our rip rip donkeys everywhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every, all right, uh, everywhere all at once okay uh that that's that's it let's wrap up <laughs> that hit me too hard uh, <laughs> bye because <laughs> we're